Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The leader of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, their president is Sam Hammond, and he's joined the Oakley Show to explain exactly what they're hoping to accomplish here. Mr. Hammond, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Uh, Thanks, John. It's great to be on with you. Well, tell me, uh, yeah, what is it you're hoping to accomplish with this injunction then? Well, the the injunction asked for uh, the 2015 curriculum to be maintained and in place until uh, the government uh, goes follows through with their consultation process, develops a new curriculum, and that curriculum is ready uh, to be implemented, uh, as they've said, September 2019. Um, what it does other than that, and we've been asking for that to happen for some time, it just made uh, sense to us. Uh, but it's, we're also asking for the injunction because of the chaos and the uncertainty uh, that reverting to a revised curriculum uh, has uh, placed on uh, in uh, the public education, uh, public education system in Ontario, both for students and for our teachers. Why is this a union concern, though? Well, it's a union concern uh, for two reasons. So, uh, one is that we represent uh, 85,000 members in publicly funded education, uh, and what's happening with the implementation of the of the curriculum and the snitch line, if you will. Uh, directly impacts and affects our members across uh, across the province as well as students. All right, but then who is responsible ultimately for the curriculum? Uh, ultimately, the government is responsible for developing the curic- curriculum and implementing it uh, through school boards uh, across the province. All right, and so if you concede that point, uh, I'm not sure exactly where the union has a role to play. If the government is sovereign over all of this, you're you're the employees, right. and, and you, uh, these are, for a better phrase, the marching orders. Well, we disagree with what the government is doing. Uh, we have that right, fundamental uh, right. Uh, it has what they're doing in terms of reverting to uh, an older curriculum uh, is putting student the, the well-being and safety in student, of, of students at risk. Uh, has created chaos in the schools, and it has put our uh, teachers and our, our other members uh, in very uh, complicated situations on the ground. Uh, so we felt uh, that we need to stand up for them, for students, uh, and one of the ways we're doing that is asking for this injunction. Where is that fundamental right for the teachers derived then? Uh, well, it's, it comes from a number of different places. The Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada uh, it comes from the Education Act, it comes from the Ontario Human Rights Code, uh, and it comes from uh, their responsibilities and obligations as well uh, under the regulations set forward by the College, uh, College of Teachers. All right, so uh, tell me about this Education Act. I'm not familiar with it. Does it confer the ultimate authority over the curriculum to the teachers? Not to teachers. Uh, in terms of the implementation yeah. of curriculum, yes, Absolutely. All right, and so, uh, but if the curriculum is set, and you admitted as much just a few moments ago by the government, uh, then the teachers would just implement that. Wouldn't that be sort of following through uh, just a logical conclusion? Well, we're not, uh, we're not prepared 
to advise our members. What we, what we have done is advised our members to use their professional judgment as they always have uh, with items that are in the 2000, for example, with items that are in the 2015 uh, curriculum. The revised curriculum, for example, does include issues on consent, doesn't include issues on LGBTQ relationships or same-sex marriages, gender identities. So what we have said to our members is that they should use their professional judgment uh, in terms of implementing any of those key concepts that they would normally, through this curriculum or a number of other different curriculums or during teachable moments, um, to move forward and to use their judgment to, to, uh, to teach in those areas. Well, some might say that's going rogue. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, yeah, I mean, they're defying what the government has actually established as the uh, rules of engagement. They're going to make it up on the fly if the teachers feel it's something that uh, they want to do. Uh, they're going to they're going to basically go and uh, their uh, cues from you or uh, they're just going to use their own judgment. They're going to they are going to use their professional judgment as they do day in and day out in classrooms and start it again to do uh, again this this school year. Right, except that there's a curriculum that's already been established as being uh, the status quo as of today, the start of the school year. And that's the, if you want to date it back to 1998 or 2014, prior to 2015 anyway, uh, that's the established curriculum. Well, be clear, it's uh, what's in the revised uh, uh, version is uh, from 1998. Uh, and it wasn't developed under WIN. It was actually the revised 2010, which excluded uh, all of the healthy living uh, items that are in the 2015 curriculum were developed under Dalton McGinty, actually. That's true. And uh, yet he backed off when he tried to implement it because, again, uh, this wasn't being uh, carried by, I guess, uh, most of the, the parents in the uh, in Ontario. They weren't in favor of it. Now, if we find the same... Well, I, John, I don't, I don't... Honestly, I don't think you can say that the, the most of the parents or the majority of parents, I, you know, I don't, I don't think... Well, do you think the, the consultation was broad enough? I understand it was like... I actually, I actually do. I actually do. How many uh, parents was, at the time were consulted? There were about 4,000 parents that were uh, reported by the government that were consulted in that process. There were about 30 health uh, organizations that were consulted. There were numerous researchers uh, and fact-based organizations and individuals that were a part of that consultation, as were teachers, as were organizations um, like uh, OFIA, the Ontario Physical and Health Education Association. So this time around, when uh, Doug Ford says it's going to be more broadly based in all 124 writings, extensive consultations with parents why wouldn't you wait until that consultative process is completed and they come back with a conclusion well the question my response to that respectfully john is to say why doesn't the government just leave the current curriculum in place until they've completed those consultations and put out a new one uh, so that they're not creating we don't so we don't find ourselves in the situation that we're in with all of the chaos and uncertainty. Well, except that Doug Ford did run on that. It was a plank in his platform, and he has a mandate from the people, whereas uh, here you've now politicized it. Well, I haven't politicized it. We're taking a stand uh, on behalf of our members and on behalf of students. 
Um, I think if anyone, uh, you know, we are essentially responding to what this government has done. So if you want to say that someone has made this a political issue or an ideological issue, I would suggest that it's the current government. Well, I wanted to play for you because last hour we talked about this and I heard from a teacher, uh, teaches grade six. And uh, he said, as a matter of fact, uh, he's in favor of what's happening with Doug Ford's uh, initiative here. He wasn't in favor of this injunction. Give a listen. If there's one message I can put out there is that there is a huge silent majority of teachers that we voted PC. We think this is all just nonsense. I am embarrassed by Sam Hammond. Like, this is my money being pissed away. It's nonsensical. All right, what do you say to teachers like that who might agree with what the government is doing? Listen, I, I respect their opinion, the same as I respected their ability in a democratic process to vote for whatever political party that they wanted to vote for. Uh, but I would suggest to him, we just had a thousand of our members here uh, in August uh, who uh, unanimously uh, supported uh, the current curriculum staying in place. And that rarely ever happens at one of our annual meetings. Um, when When I look at uh, 30 school boards, uh, 36 uh, organizations, and, and others, uh, healthcare professionals who are standing up and taking the same position we are. Um, I, I, I think we're on the right side of history in terms of what's happening here. Well, it seems like you're selective, though, because if you're citing safety and the health and welfare of the students, what happened when the school resource officers were withdrawn? I mean, how come you didn't intervene at that point? Uh, we've intervened on a number of different things. For example, Bill 115. Uh, people had the same conversations with us at that time that uh, the government makes the rules and just follow them and get back to the bargaining table. And the whole time they were violating our, our charter rights. And that's what we're saying is happening here. And we're going through the, through the, uh, or, uh, the avenues that are available to us. And by the way, on this so-called snitch line, it's a reporting line. Uh, what is wrong with holding teachers accountable? Uh, why is that offside? No, there's absolutely nothing wrong, John, with holding teachers accountable. Uh, we encourage it, quite frankly. Uh, our problem with the snitch line, and we've asked for an injunction there as well, is that it is an anonymous line for parents and anyone who wants to complain about teachers when there are already systems and processes in place from the school level right up through school administration, school boards to the College of Teachers uh, that are fully accessible to parents and the public, and that's where those complaints should be made. All right. And finally, on the accountability, there's an Ipsos public affairs poll that came out done for Global News here. The parent company found 50 percent of uh, the parents have no problem with teaching the old sex ed curriculum. And you say what to that? Well, I, I, I haven't seen the poll, uh, to be honest with you. I know the one thing I do know about it is that the uh, survey base was about 500 uh, people, which is really not a statistical uh, a stronghold in terms of, of surveys, but uh, I, I, I can uh, point to a thousand or uh, two thousand people who have, are supporting the position that we've taken. All right, except that this yeah. is fifty percent. You're saying the sample's too small to make it credible. Uh, we'll leave on that note. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll watch how this one plays out in the court. When's the next uh, date, or when do you anticipate that there might be some ruling on this? Uh, we hope that we'll be before a panel at, uh, in the courts uh, by the end of the month, but beyond that, I'm not sure. All right. Mr. Hammond, appreciate your time this afternoon. No, thank you. All right. Sam Hammond is the president of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario.